Welcome to the Brunch with Mamas podcast, where we spill the tea on all things motherhood. I'm Elizabeth, a Canadian Olympian, generally living in Austria, and mama to Hurricane Hendricks. And I'm Nicole, a tea-drinking, donut-obsessed, registered nurse, and mama to baby Aubrey. We want to bring you the unscripted, realness, rawness, and humor in motherhood. Join us weekly as we sit down for brunch with seasoned mothers and professionals who share their tips and tricks. Because our goal is for you to feel less alone on this wild ride we call motherhood. Hey friend. Hey, welcome back to the Brunch with Mamas podcast. Here with your two favorite podcasters. And you today. Yeah, you're my special guest. Um, today we're coming on to kind of just recap on our lives right now, give a little bit of an update, touch base. I mean, you're in Austria and I'm in Canada, so really the only time we talk is when we come record a podcast. So, because I'm terrible brunch, responding, catching up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the time zone difference is tricky, right? Like you're wide awake when I'm sup- supposed to be sleeping, and vice versa. Yep. So we, we get our, our catch-ups on the pods, uh, but it's nice that we can just chat just the two of us and catch up with our listeners so they can kind of know what's going on too, because I've had a pretty big life change and we'll make it official here as I yeah. am officially retiring from professional sport. <gasps> Crazy to say, um, I did have opportunities uh, to continue my career uh, with other nations, uh, but ultimately for my mental health and to be the best mama I can be, I have chosen to step away from the sport of skeleton. So in case we have listeners who haven't tuned in before and don't know much about us, you have been a skeleton athlete for... Oh gosh, 13 years. I've been on the national team for eight years. I've attended an Olympic Games. I've won World Cup and World Champs medals, Canadian Championship titles. Um, She has a Wikipedia page. It's pretty cool. (laughs) I do have a Wikipedia page. Maybe our podcast will have a Wikipedia page. Well, that'd be cool. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's pretty bananas for me. uh, And just starting to figure out what life looks like outside of sport. We will do a pod at some point detailing uh, what kind of led to this retirement. Because if you are listening and you know me, you're like, oh man, I thought you're going to do sport a little bit while longer. It's like, yeah, that was the plan. Life changes, pivots, plans change, all of this. So that's a whole story for another day, but just wanted to come on and say, yeah, officially I am saying goodbye, hanging up the sled, hanging up the helmet and yeah, saying goodbye to skeleton. So Which, what are you doing instead? What am I doing instead? I'm being a mom. Uh, <laughs> we have a full-time job. <laughs> yeah, that is a full-time job. Uh, we have decided we're going to live in Austria uh, because for a multitude of different reasons, but a large one is education is free here. So um, whatever the next steps look like for my husband, whether it's sport, if he continues in the sport or chooses to go to school, we have decided to 
set up camp here. And then for myself, I'm super excited because I've been working on a bit of a passion project, as it were, <laughs> for like the past, gosh, three months, I think. Yeah, probably. Well, yeah, I think January is when you and I first started talking about it. And it's just the beginning of April at the time of recording this episode. So, yeah. Yeah, so I have been creating an online course uh, for high potential athletes. Um, ideally, I want people to learn <laughs> from my mistakes and what I have learned through being a professional athlete and mentor athletes as best as I possibly can with my experience from what it has been the last 13 years of being an athlete. So it's been a cool super positive project that I've been able to realize all of these lessons that I have learned uh, could be beneficial to these up and coming athletes. So yeah, it's been a bit cathartic and really positive. I think it's super cool because I mean, retirement of something you've done for so many years could lead you in two different directions, right? You could want nothing to do with it or you could want to continue to live and breathe that sport for the rest of your life. And I think this is a really healthy compromise for you. Mm -hmm. I think this is like an awesome way for you to um, still follow a passion you have, but also like use your personal experience to help and serve other people. And I think, I think so too. I think it's just super cool. I'm excited for you. And like your stepdad was a huge Shout out to Dave. Yeah, shout out to Dave if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> he pushed me in. I don't think Dave listens to our podcast. Uh, probably not. I don't know. So we can, like, we can talk about him behind his back. Yeah. So Dave sat me down and I said that, oh, I'm thinking maybe just doing a normal job. And I was giving him like these ideas that I had. And he's like, I think that's a bad idea. I think it's a bad idea too because I've known you for a really long time and when have you ever done something normal? Never, never. But I was just like in such a state where I was like, I just need some stability. Um, so anyways, Dave was like, you were given this gift of being an athlete for the last 13 years and you have this amazing vast knowledge of being a professional athlete, what it takes to really get there. He's like, figure out a way that you can teach or show or coach or whatever it may be. And he suggested an, like an online course. And I was like, what do we do with an online course? Uh, so did some Googling and found with the Kings and they've been kind of guiding and directing uh, course creation. And yeah, I thought it was a really clever way to be like, you were given this gift and you have all this knowledge. It would be such a waste for you to just go do a normal job. Yeah. Uh, just simply to work like that doesn't yeah. mean, like yeah. a good use of my talents and no I, I like I've been in such a situation for so long where I people around me didn't value my knowledge so then in turn I didn't value it and I was um, kind of in that spiral where I was like well the people that I've not you, obviously. <laughs> the people that uh, were involved in my career uh, didn't value it. And so then you start to believe that. 
Yeah. And thankfully between yourself and Dave, you're like, Hey, you're, you're not think, value. I think what's super cool about all of this is just the amount of self-awareness you've had through it. Mm-hmm. Um, like even just that statement you just made is it's huge. Like to have that self-awareness and to know your worth mm-hmm. is like, that's going to take you places. Exactly. And like, I feel like, okay, I didn't reach my potential in sport and that was kind of what we got stuck on as a family or like with my parents and myself. And, um, first of all, Benny said, (laughs) my husband, he's like, you probably would never feel like you reached your potential in sport. Yeah. Because you would just keep raising the bar for yourself. It, it, which is true. I don't deny that. And then I think my dad said something super powerful and he's like, sure, but she'll reach it in something else. Yeah. That Jeff, he's wise. Yeah, he gets the core of that apple. Uh, So I'm super (laughs) thankful that I have the support to be doing this right now. And it has been really good to kind of look at the positives of my career because I've been focused on the negatives for so long. And skeleton was a sport that I loved so much. And I wouldn't say, oh, I love this sport again, uh, because that would be a lie. (laughs) But I've had, I've been able to separate my experiences and acknowledge the good that really has come from my career. And that in itself is also really powerful too. And so amazing that you've done it this quickly. Like, I feel like that whole process could take people years and you've done it in a matter of months. Certainly. And of course, not without uh, not without some troubles for sure and some roadblocks and a new color of my hair um you know how breakup goes like <laughs> i broke up with my a quarter life crisis a, yeah. a motorcycle <laughs> it, exactly and i i'm again just thankful for people like yourself like for us starting the pod that was like the first step of me doing something like really just was like, let's do this. Okay, fine. Uh, let's make it happen. And once the ball kind of started rolling, it was like, oh, I can do some other things that are have value as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's been, that's, that's my, my little update and exciting. And um, the process is hard at times. And it has been hard the last couple of weeks because there's been lots of media of um, not good sporting environments in Canada. And I've had to relive a lot of the trauma that I've gone through. So it feels at some points that I take like two steps forward, one, one step back. And I feel like I was taking quite a few steps forward and this just put me back a little bit, but overall. Yeah, it's hard when you feel like you have a lot of momentum going and that momentum slows. I hear you. Yeah. And it's, it's really difficult because I've stepped away fully from the sport and that I've removed myself from skeleton. Yes. I'm looking at this high performance development, the higher performance training program. Um, (laughs) But I had stepped away so much from skeleton and everything that surrounded it, but I also feel a duty uh, to the future athletes and current athletes to leave it better than I found it. So I've stepped in a bit to fight for them um, because someone needs to, and I have a pretty powerful story with that. So yeah, the momentum stopping is sometimes tricky. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I'll jump in a bit with my own yeah. updates. Cause again, like I said, I can really relate to that momentum. Um, so as I think most of our listeners know if they've tuned in before, I uh, a couple months ago had started a mom blog. <laughs> Sounds so cliche. Um, and then of course we started this podcast and I'm on maternity leave with my six month old. Um, and I think just since becoming a mom, my world has obviously changed. I mean, that was expected, but I think just the mental transformations I've gone through have been super powerful and much like yourself like I feel like I've been called to share some of that and to help lead and empower other women going through similar experiences um and I think even if I go back even before becoming pregnant um and being uh, a nurse in the hospital like I was craving education and coaching in some sort of context. I was actually even considering an educator line on my unit. And I think it's just super cool to look back and see kind of what my goals were like a year or two ago and then come come to present day right now and kind of see what I'm seeing, what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, and so like right now I'm going to be taking a doula certification in June. And that's not with the intent to actually be a doula. Um, I don't want to necessarily attend births and be hands-on in that respect, but I do believe that that course is gonna be a really good foundation to just kind of hold space and serve um, women in that season of their life. And ultimately I'd like to be um, I guess a coach. I'm still kind of playing around with what my role will be and what my title and purpose is. But like I said, I think coaching or educating um, is definitely what I want to be doing. And I've definitely become super passionate on the topic of birth and postpartum and pregnancy. Um, and like as a friend, I, I said this to you before. I was like, man, I'm just super excited to see you passionate about it. Like, and when you talk to someone who's passionate about something, you're like drawn to that topic. You're like, yeah, that is super exciting and like uh, you, you're drawn to the passion. So for myself, I was super excited and happy for you because I think it's awesome that you found, although you're unsure of exactly the title or the role or whatever it will turn out to be that you're following your passion. Uh, and it's... A super uncomfortable place for me to be in because I've always been I mean I'm very type a and I'm very I always have a plan and I know what my next steps are so for me to have this much uncertainty is very unlike me mm -hmm. but in a weird way I'm feeling very at peace with it I mean I obviously still have my nursing job to go back to after maternity leave that's there for me and nursing is a wonderful career in the sense that I can go back part-time or casual and have that flexibility with shift work mm -hmm. um so I'm definitely not throwing any of that off the table, but I'm also trying to just be very open-minded and see where this passion takes me. And I don't know, it's just a super cool place to be in because like I said, I've never, never been so at peace with this much uncertainty in my life. And yeah. But I also think like the uncertainty, uh, like 
like you said, you always have your nursing career to fall back on, fall back. That's maybe not the fair, <laughs> fair term. Um, but to be able to grow as a human, you need to step outside of your comfort zone. So you could very easily have been like, I'm going to stay just being a nurse, not just yeah. but where it was comfortable. Career, yeah, where you're comfortable in your comfort zone and taking that step out yes, you're type A and you want to know your next steps, but I feel like you have a path that you're able to follow. It's, it's a calculated decision. It's not obviously. Yeah. yeah. And just picking out of a hat, which is super cool. Cause I think as a person, this is going to offer you growth as well. Totally. And I mean, I've already experienced some of that. And I think just to comment back on that whole idea of momentum. So for me, back in like January and February, I had loads of momentum. I was actually working with a business coach to start up um, my blog site and get like a new Instagram page going. And of course, we started the podcast and I just was starting a lot of new things and there was a lot of momentum. And then March hit and um, my family and I got COVID and my little one's been teething and sleep isn't the greatest. And it was just a big reminder that, wait a minute, you are a mom first. Mm -hmm. That is your priority. And I'm really grateful for that little reminder because um, it did force me to slow down and it's kind of helped me find probably a healthier rhythm, one that I'm not going mm -hmm. to um, get burned out in and um, feel overwhelmed. So yeah, I don't know. I'm feeling pretty good. It's also hard though to find that balance and that rhythm when you're full-time momming because it's like, yeah. okay, I have 20 minutes here. I want to do whatever. Or, uh, yeah. And I mean, in our last podcast with Jen, it was interesting when she's like, I know that I have those 20 minutes for me to be active. Like I find that on the business sense where I'm like, or in my course situation where I'm recording uh, videos on end. I'm like, I, I feel like I need that 20 minutes or whatever to be able to record. And that's become my like me time. But um, I'm a very all or nothing person. So I struggle to find that fine balance between yeah. like actively being a present mom, wanting to start and run my own business or wanting to be as best I can on the podcast, being a good wife, obviously, <laughs> like, um, it's really, uh, it is a tricky balance. Maybe. Totally. Totally. I think for me, like I was getting to a point where I would almost take advantage of all the times Aubrey was wanting to eat. And if you know, mm -hmm. Aubrey, she, she, uh, she's a chunky monkey and she really likes the boob milk. So <laughs> that offered me a lot of time to kind of be on my phone and be hmm. on my Instagram account or be um, kind of thinking of blog posts like that. That was a lot of time for me to be on my phone. But the thing was, is I wasn't being present with Aubrey. Mm -hmm. And so instead I've kind of shifted that, like that, that time is still for her, even though, yes, I do have my hands free and yeah. it seems like a simple way to get some stuff done. I've realized that when I'm not present with her, she's not nursing as effectively and she's not falling asleep as fast. And um, I don't know, I think it's just super cool because it comes down to kind of the whole idea that babies can't regulate their own nervous systems yet and they depend on co-regulation and um, yeah, I mean, I could get into this, but just the idea of being present has really made a big shift and 
in like my relationship with her and how I can be her mom. Certainly. And I think it's like, it's not a light switch necessarily. It's a process and you have to mm-hmm. like actively, especially with our phones, they're amazing tools, but like, I know my phone is a coping mechanism for me. So especially when a lot of stuff was happening in the sporting realm, like when I was an active athlete, I was on my phone all the time. And then when the political stuff started happening again about a month ago, my phone usage went through the roof and I was not being present with anybody, like, like not at Hendrix, not my husband, nothing. And you have to be so intentional with like putting the phone down, muting the conversations. Like I would wake up in the morning and have 200 messages I need to read through or need bunny ears are in the air as I'm saying this. It's like, do I really need to be a part of this? This is taking away from me being a good mom, a good wife, a good friend, a good daughter. Like I'm not in a healthy situation. How can I even attempt to then uh, be good for my son? Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think intention is a perfect word to describe that. I think um, social media for me has a lot of benefit in the sense that that's my way of connecting with others. Like Mm -hmm. I, I am perfectly happy with like a lot of those virtual connections that I have with my Instagram and it, it serves me well in the sense that I don't necessarily need to go out and like see people face to face. I don't know if other people can agree with that. Like some people might argue that that's not good enough, but (laughs) I, I love it. Like I find that just works a lot better with my schedule too. Then I don't have to plan times to go out and like meet someone. I can still figure out what people are up to and stay connected with the goings on in their life and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so like I find social media a positive in my life in that regard. But like you said, like you need to be intentional about it because it could consume me. And I think it probably was for a bit. And I mean, yep. it's still and I still have to catch myself and like I could waste 20 minutes scrolling my phone and that's not productive. That's not mm-hmm. intentional. So I'm working on that. Um, Yeah. Which is like, again, I think it's such a valid thing. The mindless scrolling is obviously something we all need to be aware of. Um, But intention with everything that we do, be intentional with our kids. Yeah. Because it's really easy to get distracted. When they're always watching. They're always watching. And like, yeah, they're all watching and they know I I, like Aubrey's six months now so obviously the self-regulation is not quite there yet (laughs) but Hendrix is two in a bit and like he knows when I'm stressed like yeah they can feel it they cannot feel it and when I'm trying to put him to bed and I just am like stressy and wanting it to go quickly it never does um and so they can, they're very intuitive little beings, uh, yep. which is really cool. So I think that springboards us into the other little schmidgen that you're doing right now, little. Yeah, I am. I don't know if this was an impulsive decision or more of a right place, right time kind of thing, but I had been searching for, I guess, just a little bit of context. I've always worked with a psychologist. I've always gone to therapy, I suppose, if you want to call it that. Um, 
and not even because anything in particular is wrong, just because I think it's a healthy thing to do. And um, yeah, I've been doing that for years. I've had the same psychologist for many, many years. And I've felt like the past couple of sessions I've had with her um, haven't been as valuable as they were in the past. Um, I was actually chatting about that with another friend and she put it quite nicely and basically said that I've probably outgrown that therapist. And I think that's a very normal thing to do. I don't think you can necessarily work with the same therapist forever and ever. I think it's important to, to let yourself grow and let yourself um, look for new connections. I think Anyways, I'm going to oh, jump go in on yeah. that piece really quick because you just tweak something with me. Um, it, because just because you are outgrowing the person doesn't take away any of the lessons they've taught you. Absolutely not. No, they were there for a certain season in your life and a chapter in your book. But it's also okay to take the next step. I've had to do that with coaches before where it's like, I super value everything that you've done, but, but I'm to move take the next step anyway sorry totally just so anyway so with that being said and the fact that I have worked in mental health for the last five years I kind of feel like I know I know all about the talk therapy I know all about the mindset shifts and the reframing and um not that I know everything but like I feel I'm that that's not what my weakness is right now that's not what I'm needing help with um, instead, I'm feeling kind of like a different kind of block. And um, I was reading up on things and kind of learning about the nervous system and how um, mindset stuff can only go so far if there's blockages within your nervous system and you need to look at healing at a deeper level. And so with all that being said, I um, signed up for some nervous system coaching. So I actually be, I started that yesterday and that's going to be a 12 week program that I'm going through. So I'm excited to see what I learned from that. And I think one, it's going to totally be beneficial in my personal life as Mm -hmm. um, a human being, as a mom, as a wife, but also as I step foot into birth work and holding space for pregnant mamas and Mm -hmm. um, just being with them on that season in their life. I think it's super important that my nervous system is regulated so that I can be um, just there for them at a more appropriate level, if that makes sense. Certainly. And like, I think like, yes, with babies and with children, they feed a ton off of, or maybe it's just more obvious that they can really feed off of the nervous systems of their parents or what have you. I think it's that they have to be dependent on it, right? As opposed to say you and I, you're able to regulate your own nervous system. Mm -hmm. So if if I'm anxious or overwhelmed, even though you might be able to feel that, you're able to regulate your own system and not be as affected by it versus six months old Aubrey, she absorbs all of that and can't regulate herself so she's completely dependent on my regulation which is really cool and it's totally an overlooked area in humans period and then add in birth work like i know nervous system oh you can be overtrained and as an athlete yeah but 
it's super similar as a mom as well. Yeah. Like you are sleep deprived. So what does that all entail? Plus you're hauling around this baby. Potentially yeah. you had major surgery. And if you didn't, you had a major birth. Like, yeah. it, And all of that really kind of puts your fight or flight response on high alert. And unless you know the tools to calm it down, you are potentially in this survival mode for... Yeah. Yeah. And there's, as an athlete, like getting out of like CNS or overtraining uh, takes a lot of time, a lot of work. And yeah, I'm excited for you because I'm interested to see how you're going to be able to weave it into uh, birth and after birth care, because I think that's going to be hugely beneficial. We shall see. I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I just started. So um, yeah, that's going to keep me busy for the next couple weeks. Um, Not in a bad way, though. I know I was hesitant thinking, oh, no, am I adding something else to my plate? And um, the coach I'm working with, with specifically said, this is not meant to add overwhelm to your life. If anything, this is just going to help you um, handle all the chaos in your life. And Mm -hmm. you shouldn't feel feel overwhelmed what's the word I'm looking for yeah I don't know it should it it shouldn't be an add-on to my life it should if anything just help naturally yeah things going on so I'm excited and we're going to Mexico soon I think Mm -hmm. I'll probably be in Mexico at the time that this podcast or no maybe the week after I don't know (laughs) dates are a blur all I know is that I think it's Friday (laughs) It is Friday, uh, where I am for a few more hours. Uh, No, so I think COVID made us pivot. You had a baby. You pivoted there. My sporting career ended. We pivoted and changed. We've talked about this a lot, how how that's potentially one of the blessings out of COVID is Mm -hmm. it has allowed a lot of people to pivot and to reset Mm -hmm. and do so in a place without um, being fearful of judgment or fearful, Mm -hmm. fearful of failure. Yep. I think that's super cool. A lot of people are, I guess, just reevaluating their life and their priorities. Yeah. I love it. I think it's super and cool. I think, I don't know, encouraged, encouragement to our listeners is don't be afraid to try new things because both yeah. of us are doing it right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing that I basically tell myself every day is the only way you can fail is if you quit. Yeah, for sure. So, and like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Okay, exactly. what's the worst thing that happens with our pod? Okay, no one listens. Well, yeah. hopefully you're listening and we're not talking just to each other. And if not, yeah. if that's the worst case, Nicole and I yeah. get to catch up. So yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's exactly how I feel. And I think it's important when you are kind of in that uncomfortable space, whether you're trying something mm-hmm. new or doing something scary, mm-hmm. it is important to kind of like look at it a different way and look at it. Okay, what is the worst thing? that could happen. And that's a really good reframe in the sense of, okay, maybe this isn't so bad. Maybe like, what is the worst that can happen? It pushes pushes for growth. And through my course creation as well, they had me name like my five biggest fears. And it was interesting to like go through them and see, okay, well, what's the worst thing that would happen? Like if that fear happened, um, Mm -hmm. And of course, like sometimes it's like, ooh, that's like heavy or whatever. But 
how can I grow with those fears? Like, did I put them on or they maybe put on me because of some, someone else? Like, yeah, it's been an interesting. So interesting you say that because in the birth world, um, I think when you're pregnant and you are looking forward and, and knowing that you somehow have to get this baby that's inside of you outside of you, obviously there's a lot of fears that come with it and it's important to really look at those fears and find out where they're coming from and often they're not your own fear it's coming from someone else or something else and like being able to name it and then like go through the characteristics of it has been really interesting so powerful I love that you went through that yeah because like I mean, I had a fear of obviously putting my knowledge out there because it had been shot down basically before and not for a valid reason. And that's what I had to kind of like process and get through and like the fear of putting myself out there. Okay, what's the worst that's going to happen? Okay, no one buys the course. No one listens to me, whatever. Okay, yeah, that would suck. (laughs) But then it's like there's steps that I can take and be like, okay, I've done this before. I have this past experience. I'm okay. I keep growing through that. So yeah, growth is important, people. Yeah. It's not comfortable, but it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I think we will probably end today's pod on that unless you have anything else. No, I think, I don't know. We went a little deeper than I thought we would, but I think that's good. And I think that's the whole purpose of this podcast is to not just be surface level on discussions. So I think it's super cool that we can jump right in and get to that level when we're talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we go off script. Read oh, it. totally. Totally. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking, oh, geez, how am I going to write the show notes for this? We've already talked about so much in like half an hour. <laughs> just update. Like that'll be their show notes. Just <laughs> update April. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, anyways, it sounds like for the next couple of weeks, we're hoping to maybe dive into a bit more about Elizabeth's sporting career. Yep. Um, and then hopefully we'll have some more special guests on for you guys. Um, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Hope you've enjoyed the show so far. Keep listening. <laughs> yeah, keep tuning in. Tell your cool friends. We're cool too. Yeah. <laughs> bye, everyone. Bye, have bye. A- have a- bye. Bye.